Hi everyone, my name is Ari and welcome to another episode of Careers and in Insurance TV. Today we've got a special episode. We've got Cameron Shield uh, with us today from Lofton, Australia. Cameron is a strategic risk advisor and he's had over 30 years of experience in the insurance industry. Cam, how are we going today? Good, good, thanks. Good to see you, mate. Yeah, you too. Um, Cam's been a regular for Careers and in Insurance. He's um, He attended the big meet which is one of the big grad careers fairs in Melbourne, Sydney, and all over Australia, in fact, um, to speak to students about the industry. Um, Cam, you've been almost all over the world, quite a breadth of experience there in the insurance industry. We might go way back when and talk about where you started. Yeah, so originally I was from New Zealand and uh, I was an underwriter, um, uh, which is one of the beauties of our industry. You can pick dis different disciplines. Um, and I was always on the property and casualty side of the business. And there was a guy by the name of Pat Ryan who was creating a global business. Uh, and then it was a company called Aon. And I decided that I wanted to, um, I wanted to uh, work for that company. So I, I traveled from New Zealand to London. Um, very difficult to get a job. I had no London market experience. I wasn't a broker. Um, and I actually offered to work for them for free, which they thought was really odd. And by this stage, I was 28 years old, which, you know, I'd had a close to 10 years experience under my belt. Um, and so they gave me a job filing, which was, you know, a little unusual. And um, within that job, I um, they gave me a policy. One of the managers gave me a public liability policy wording and asked me to take it to pieces. And then from there, um, they offered me a job as an account broker. And, um, you know, like most Australians and New Zealanders, you get a two-year visa. Um, I was able to get a corporate sponsorship and I stayed with them for five and a half years. Wow, it's incredible. Um, and I know that when you, when you came from London, I think you did some experience in Indonesia as well. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. So I met a girl from uh, Victoria, who's now my wife, and uh, I chased her back here to Melbourne. And uh, Aon transferred me at the time. Uh, and then from there, it was, you know, four years in Melbourne, and then they transferred me to Perth for four years, and then I was transferred to Indonesia for four and a half years. So each time I was gathering experience and, um, you know, able to understand the individual markets, different clients along the way, was really quite exciting. And that, that's what I love about our industry, like a lot of financial services industries, um, is that, you know, you get to, you, you get to, understand your client's business. You actually become a part of their business to a certain extent. Um, by knowing their business, what you have to actually do is then be able to trade on that risk. You know, it's not about trying to sell a, an insurance product as such. Yes, insurers have a product, but depending on the market cycle, as we're in a hard market cycle now, we're actually selling risk. Right. And, and trading on risk is, is effectively what we do as a broker and uh, an underwriter. Yeah, so that's probably a good segue into the next question, Cam. Um, your current role, strategic risk advisor. What were the pathways that actually led you to your current role, and what what is a strategic risk advisor for people that don't know? Yeah, good point. And you know, you can, you, you I get a few chuckles at the name from some of my colleagues. Look, it it, it actually is someone who has has got experience in the industry and has gone through different um, markets and cycles to get to a level where it's not just about insurance, um, it's also about clients' risk as well. So, and just to, to take a step back for the audience here, like 
you know, um, insurance is effectively a financial vehicle to transfer risk from one party to another, right? So um, all insurance is risk, but not all risk is insurable. So some of the larger clients that I deal with, we need to be able to look at their risk portfolio and then determine um, how's the best way to treat that risk. Is it better for them to retain that risk? Um, or, and at the end of the day, insurance is about the cost of capital, right? Or is it better to actually um, transfer that risk and pay a premium for it? So, you know, in this current, so I was working in London after 9-11 where we experienced the first hard market cycle. And just for the, for the viewers out there, a hard and soft market, a hard market, basically the cost of capital, i.e. insurance premiums is expensive. Terms and conditions um, start to come down and be restricted. Whereas in a soft market, the cost of capital is cheap. So I was in London after 9-11 and I experienced a hard market cycle. And then we went through two soft market cycles. We missed out because of the GFC in 2008 um, of, of a hard market cycle. Now we're in a hard market cycle and we have been in that cycle since Q3 2016. Um, and what that means is, is that a lot, of, a lot of our clients and customers and buyers of insurance actually need to be more strategic on how they go about one, selling their risk, and two, um, how they go about purchasing insurance. Um, you don't wanna get into a situation where you're just dollar swapping, right, in the event of a loss. Um, you need to understand how much risk you can tolerate, and that risk tolerance comes down to your financial KPIs, right, your, your, your key performance indicators. So if you're a publicly listed company, that could be earnings per share. Uh, if you're a private company, it could be gross profit, cash flow. Those individual KPIs are very subjective to the individual company. So we get into the detail of this with our clients, um, hence going back to your original question there, what does a um, strategic risk advisor uh, do? And then we start to then uh, develop a, a campaign for approaching the market and um, you know how it's best to trade with insurers in that market. Sure. Um, and in terms of something, a common theme that always pops up, Cam, when I'm speaking to, to insurance professionals about why they want to be in the industry, um, a big one is actually helping the community when they're in times of need and actually providing that service to them and being there for them through, through the rough times as well as the good times as well. Um, what are some of the, I'll, I'll give you two questions. What's the most memorable experience that you've had with, um, with the client? Um, and what has been one of the more challenging situations that you face that you've had to really problem solve and, and work out? Yeah, the, the, you know, there's been so many. Um, as, as you mentioned, I've been in the industry for 30 years and, you know, the, the, the job's taken me to so many places. You know, after Indonesia, I was in Tokyo, Japan for three and a half years. And there we were following um, uh, FDI, foreign direct investment from, from Japanese trading houses. And so, you know, I found myself in Trinidad on a Japanese construction um, uh, methadol plant, you know, and that, that was fascinating because, you know, when you're starting to raise a roof on a, on a methanol silo, what they actually do is, is they build, the, they, they build the, the roof inside the silo, then they fill it up with gas and raise it. Then they secure it, let the gas out, and then they weld it on. 
you know, so this is just one of many things, you know, other things are, you know, in London, I looked after media companies and one of the companies was a producer of Don't Try This at Home. So we had to do crazy stunts and have to do risk assessments on certain stunts. Um, and it was a real eye opener to understand what goes into that and then being able to sell and trade that risk into the Lloyd's market. Um, other things uh, um, could be, you know, I found myself in, an, in a, a remote island off Indonesia, which took us a day to get to, where, um, you know, we'd go to a, a, an open pit mine site, you know, and just seeing the operation there and the sheer size of the amount of um, coking coal that they take out of the ground. Coking coal, brown coal is, you know, Indonesia is the largest exporter in the world. So, um, yeah, there, there's just, there's so many things. And, you know, I just encourage anyone, you know, I, I love our industry. I love what we do. I love serving clients. I like getting into the nitty gritty of their business and understanding what they do and then trying to present an insurance solution for it. Now, obviously, you've got different categories. You've got, you know, small businesses, SMEs, medium-sized, large businesses, and then you'll have more off-the-shelf products for your SME-type clients, but you still can't just purchase something off the shelf and not know their business. There's still going to be certain endorsements. There's still going to be limits that you need to understand to ensure you've got a fit-for-purpose product. As I mentioned before, more on the risk side where we have risk managed, um, you know, there we're actually designing wordings, we're designing programs. And, you know, I'm on a very large um, deal at the minute um, where we've got over 80 insurers participating on this program. It is a massive global campaign that sees us trading in London, um, obviously Asia, Singapore, um, into the US, Bermuda, uh, China and Japan. You know, what we're doing there is, is that we're generating uh, interest and appetite in selling risk. So, you know, all this stuff, it, it you know, it, it, it gives you a buzz. It's exciting. I'd encourage anyone who who thinks insurance is, is a, is a you know, maybe not for them is, is to have a look at it. It, it can give fantastic opportunities. Um, and, you know, in my situation, um, it, it can take you to different parts of the world and really open your eyes and broaden your mind. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of misconceptions, as you're saying, Cam, about what people on the outside may think of the insurance industry and, and what it involves. Um, like what you just said, there's some amazing stories and experiences that you've had over your career. Um, what advice would you give to a student, let's say at uni or even high school, that is thinking about possibly joining the industry? Um, in terms of education or even just reaching out to an organization like Lofton to get experience? Look, so just on the education, I mean, I'm a lifelong student um, and um, I continuously um, undertake my, um, my, my studies and keep up my um, uh, qualified practicing insurance brokerage and get my points each year. I'm, I'm continuously looking for opportunities to upskill and more so in this market in terms of the technical aspects of wording. Um, my advice to anyone who's thinking about a career is, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to either an insurer or a, or a broker. Um, make yourself available um, to, you know, um, uh, chat to them and get an understanding. You don't, the, the beauty of our industry is you don't need a university degree, you know. Um, yes, it helps. Um, but we have a lot of people in the industry 
um, who have decided that, no, they want to get straight into a, a working situation. And a lot of companies now are actually offering apprenticeships um, based on that. So during that time, you'll be able to get your tier one and tier two. Um, there's, there's obviously um, other uh, educational aspects such as uh, diplomas. You know, um, I, I've got a, my diploma in insurance broking as well as insurance. Um, and, you know, my advice is, is that instead of just thinking of insurance as an industry, which it is, and it's one of the biggest industries in the world, you actually become a part of um, your client's business, you know, particularly when you get into some of the biggest stuff. And you'll see there's individual brokers um, and underwriters, a lot of them who, who, who um, are specialist, you know, marine insurance, um, power, energy, and that breaks off again, renewables, and that breaks off again, you know, offshore wind, solar farm, um, you know, hydro, geothermal, and, and, and then also, you know, we've got financial lines. It's just, there's just a vast array of opportunity um, in our industry. Um, and I would just encourage anybody out there who's thinking of uh, insurance as a career um, to really, you know, consider it and reach out to organizations and look for those opportunities. At the moment, there's a lot of opportunities in insurance, um, more so in this hard market cycle. Um, so, yeah, um, my advice would be do your research and um, reach out um, to organisations and institutions such as um, the Australian New Zealand Institute of Insurance and Finance, um, the uh, NEBA, the National Insurance Brokers Association. Have a look around and, and see what we've got to offer. Yeah, definitely, Cam. And um, like what you were saying, there's a lot of organisations now that are really pushing um, their graduate programs and apprenticeships, even work experience, just to try and bring that talent in. So, yeah, if anyone is thinking about an opportunity in insurance, this is definitely the right time to uh, to go about it and reach out. Um, the other thing as well, Cam, with the education piece, um, a lot of organisations do actually pay for um, the education of their employees to get them upskilled in the industry. It's something that we do really well. Yeah. Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's, you know, it, ongoing training. You know, I, I, I know within our organisation, it's, you know, it, it was actually um, in Indonesia and we, we wanted to have more training and upskilling. And one of the directors said, look, my concern is, is that, you know, um, we shouldn't be spending this much money, more money on, much money on training because other, other broking houses will come in and, and take our people. And I said, well, what's worse than that? He goes, well, nothing. Nothing's worse than, you know, we're training our, training our staff and they leave. And I said, no, what's worse than that is if we don't train them and they stay, you know. And so it's really, you know, continuously upskilling. And that we've got to remember as well that insurance needs to keep up with our clients and our clients are evolving. And, and as a result of that, even look at, you know, what's happened during this current COVID lockdown, um, with how we're communicating now, Ari, you know, this is the norm for the time being, right? We can't sit across a table and, and undertake this interview. And so all of a sudden the dynamics have changed dramatically. And as a result of that, so has our industry. Cyber insurance has skyrocketed in the last two years. I spoke about those other specialties, power, energy, financial lines, marine, um, property, casualty. Um, we've now got a major specialist inter, uh, industry of cyber, you know, and everything else, not just the third party liabilities, but the first party losses 
are coming into that. You know? And now we've got another subset coming off in terms of cryptocurrency. You know, currently we've got just over six and a half thousand cryptocurrencies out there in the market. And, and that's also having an impact on our industry. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the big ones as well, Cam, um, in terms of uh, some research that ANZIF has actually done, we found that um, the organisations that actually gave training and, and upskilled their employees, they, they were more inclined to actually want to stay at their organisation and less inclined to want to leave the industry to competitors or let's just say if it's the banking industry or, and just leaving insurance, which is not what we want, obviously. Yeah, um, no, absolutely not. It's, you know, training is, is paramount. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to say that we've got a lot of it on offer within our industry, um, not just within the broking houses, the side of it that I, I come from, but also, you know, um, the insurers. There's a lot that comes out from insurers which contributes to the upskilling. I, I just can't emphasise enough the opportunity, you know, and again, just don't don't think of insurance as a single industry because this our industry, I once heard uh, a professional um, in our industry many years ago say that insurance is the DNA of, of commerce. And to a certain extent it is because so much of commerce can't be undertaken um, because of the inherent risk within it. It needs insurance to back it up, you know, whether you're, you've got a project finance, um, you know, eight-figure um, construction, you know, ground-up deal going on, or whether you've got <clears throat> a new venture as a, an SME going out to decide you want to try hospitality. It's essential that you have insurance and that insurance can contribute to that. So, you know, the industry and as an underwriter and a broker, um, being able to contribute to that, you need to know those businesses, you know, ranging from, from that large, you know, construction risk down to that SME. Yeah. Um, I guess, Ken, when you think about the, the future of the insurance industry, I mean, globally, we've, we've been through a pandemic or we're still going through it. It's been two years now. Um, like what you said, it's a hard market and there's, there's more jobs that are popping up now in the insurance industry. What do you actually see in the next one to two years for the insurance industry? And do you think there'll be new roles that arise um, due to the pandemic and us working from home as well? Yeah, I do. I do. Look, I think I think you know we've got we've got a lot of knowledge in the industry um, that has um, that will be retiring in, in in years to come. You know, and one of the concerns is getting new blood in at that ground level. I mean, sure, we mentioned training and studying, which is very important. But what's also important in our industry is is actually um, on the job training. So it's hugely important. So in the next couple of years, look. The changes I see is that it's going to continue to grow and gather momentum. Um, I don't see any retraction whatsoever with insurance. Um, I think also that, you know, we are a very traditional industry and we, we handle massive amounts of data. And that data has not always been handled in such a way that is efficient. So for me personally, I'm looking forward to opportunities where we can be more efficient with how we handle data. And I'm, I'm looking at, um, you know, blockchain as well and thinking that must have a part to play in that. Um, and so and I think for someone young who wants to come in, you know, we're looking, how's the opportunity where we can, you know, we trade on risk and we do that with data. Right. There's, there's a couple of aspects to the industry. There's the art and the science of what we do. 
The science comes down to the data and the information we have, and the art comes down to the gut feeling on what I think this risk is. Both of them are combined, and you'll see one above the other in a hard and soft market. Um, but there's frictional costs in handling all that data. So going back to your question, Ari, what I'm hoping to see in the future in the next few years um, is that we're able to come up with more effective methods of how we handle data and how we transact uh, on that risk. Yeah, um, I hope I'm not getting too technical here because I'm going to ask one more follow-up question, Cam. But um, I know we were speaking about crypto and um, a lot of young kids are in crypto and um, investing in different cryptocurrencies. Blockchain is a massive one at the moment um, for crypto and stocks. Um, and a lot of people might be investing into those cryptocurrencies just knowing that it will probably go up and not actually knowing a lot about blockchain. But it's a, plays a massive uh, a massive thing with the data in insurance as well. Could that be a future job for, for someone looking to come into the industry? A absolutely. So, look, and that's a really good point because, you know, if you've studied, you know, so actuaries, accountancy, computer science, right, there's massive opportunities for people who have studied that to come into our industry. Right? We've always had actuaries, right? But now we're getting a lot more sophisticated on our data modeling, right? So just, just think about that, right? We are seeing more and more natural catastrophes happening in the world, right? And, and so insurance play a very important place on that. So to be able to capture that data and model those losses is really, really important. Um, I just yeah. So we did a lot of that in Japan because earthquake risk is a massive exposure. So we model that risk and allow clients to be able to decide how much earthquake they take. Going back to the um, the blockchain technology, I again bring this into secure networks, speaking with each other, transmitting information, and building on that information, and having credible um, uh, comfort around the, the reliability of that information, because that's what we're trading on, right? We're trading on that risk. That information is building a risk profile, and that risk profile, we're then trading on that, and an insurer is buying that risk, and, and someone is, is, is selling it, and they're selling it and paying a premium for it. Yeah. So it's a really good question, Ari. I don't know enough about it. I'm still learning about cryptocurrency. Um, I'm learning, you know, we, we've got about facility management of it. I'm learning about the massive amounts of power it takes for the cryptocurrency. Um, computers, you know, floating in liquid because they get quite hot. So it, it's, it's really interesting. And anyone who is into computer science, anyone who is obviously, you know, has numbers, accountancy, finance, there is absolutely a, a, a role for them in our industry. Yeah, definitely. And I think that we're experiencing rapid change as we're in a pandemic. Things are really speeding up. Um, like what we we're saying, there's going to be more and more jobs that come forth and new ones as well. Um, for the final question, Cam, where do you, what would you like to see the insurance industry in the next five to 10 years? And to sign off, what advice would you give to students once again about thinking about a career in the insurance industry? It, it's it's a really good question. Look, in the next five to 10 years, it's so difficult because we've had so much change in the last couple of years. Um, but where I would like to see it as being um, more sustainable, I would like to see it. And what I mean by that is that we've had these massive fluctuations in the cost of capital, the hard and soft market. Um, and, you know, when, when, you, when you fall off the industry or a certain product falls off a cliff, um, it doesn't do the industry's reputation any good. 
Now, we understand prices, um, you know, we're a supply and demand industry. They come up and down. Um, but I would like to see more stability in the industry. I'd also like to see more innovation. You know, if you were to take a typical organization's risk portfolio, only about 30 to 40 percent is transferable, i.e., trans, you know, transferable or, or sorry, insurable. And so we want to be able to expand that insurability so new organizations, um, new innovations um, are able to transfer that risk. I'd like to see more innovation within the industry. Um, and the second question, what was that? Sorry, Ari, it was. Um, what advice would you give to students once again about thinking about a career in the insurance industry or similar to what you do? Um, look, uh, uh, my advice would be, um, one, you can make a very good living out of it. Um, two, it's, it's, it is hard work, but to be honest, you know, you could be Elon Musk, you could be the smartest man on the planet, you're always going to work hard if you want to achieve, right? Um, it, it, it offers fantastic opportunities. You know, as I mentioned, it's taken me to um, six roles in five countries um, through being willing to travel, being willing to um, uh, relocate. So my advice would be have an open mind. Right. Um, if you've got a, a hunger for adventure, if you like hard work, um, if you like understanding how different organisations and different cultures operate, then absolutely insurance is an industry for you. Thanks for being on the show today, Cam. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I know that you're at the big meet with us um, in March this year in Melbourne. You've got the chance to speak to students. So fingers crossed we're able to do that again next year. Thanks a lot, Ari. Thanks for having me. No worries. Cheers. Cheers, mate.